0: sports radio 910 the fan Um, bring the energy it's happening for your lives it's time for mp on the mic cunning capable agile flexible it gets me pumped and it gets me going michael phillips is mp on the mic What's up, Richmond? 10 o'clock Monday morning. Even I am not as much of an optimist as John Allen. This is the Sunshine and Rainbow Show. I think everybody knows that. And I wrote yesterday in my in my Commander's post game recap that I think they still have a decent chance to make the playoffs. But even I, I'm not going as hard as John Allen just went on the Junkies, man. I think Sam Hall will be our quarterback for the next five to ten years. All right, buddy. Let's go. Infuse a little positivity into this situation it's a misery Monday the phone lines are yours 833-804-0910 we'll get to college football of course as well we'll uh, devote a chunk of time to that in the 11 o'clock hour with UVA taking Miami to overtime down there in Coral Gables it's not nothing but it's something uh, certainly a better result uh, than the commanders playing the Eagles close because it, it, that's a talent mismatch down there UVA taking advantage of a little momentum coming off the UNC win. Maybe time to rethink what we know about UVA football. Very impressive in terms of what they've put together over the last month or so. We'll talk about them. Of course, JMU, the Dukes keep on rolling. That defense is so good down there as they advance to a cool 8-0 with a little home state win over Old Dominion. The defense showed up down the stretch. We'd kind of been waiting for that game from Jordan McLeod. He'd been looking really good the last couple weeks, and uh, he he was not at his best on Saturday night, but boy, that defense was when they needed a Dukes. Shut down the Monarchs 8-0. and Now, you know, Kurt Signetti would would not allow me saying this, but now slide into a little easier portion of the schedule before that big finish against App State and Coastal Carolina, and we rewind all the way back to uh, VCU basketball. A little VCU basketball exhibition over the weekend. They handled their business against Mars Hill, 110-50. to The final score there. Lots of takeaways from that. We'll dive into that. Our guy Awad was there. Want to ask him about that during our crosstalk time at 1145. I think the first number that jumps out to you from that VCU basketball box score... Only eight guys. Only eight guys playing basketball in that exhibition game. Max Shulga was out. Uh team chalked it up to back spasms. And of course Sean Berstow is out for the next six to eight weeks. Eight on the court. Eight guys will be a part of this year's team out of the gate. If you get Shulga back, you're back to nine. But this is gonna be a VCU season unlike any other. But this is a really fun offense. They play some teams early in the year, some games where I think they'll be able to showcase that. I think people are going to have a ton of fun watching Ryan Odom basketball down there at the Seagull Center. We are super proud of course to be your home for the Rams this year at Nine Ten the fan and uh, it's, it's going to be a fantastic season down there on Broad Street. A ton of fun with uh, you know, Odom making the most of that lineup. He certainly got Got good minutes out, all of them, in the exhibition game. i would be curious to get Awad's thoughts on that. Not only that, we had a great high school uh, football game on the fan Saturday at 1 o'clock. If you caught that with Gary Hess, Coach Kriz on the call, Highland Springs with a late touchdown to knock off Farina's upset bid in the East End throwdown. That's always a fun game every year. Verina made it a super fun game this year, taking the lead, hanging on a freshman quarterback for the Blue Devils. But Highland Springs and their experience and their grittiness wins out. So we'll go around the NFL as well. That'll be at 1045. You can look forward to that because Taylor Heineke's back. Taylor Heineke suited up for the Falcons and uh, played some football on what was a miserable Sunday for quarterbacks Across the NFL, lot of uh, lot of updates coming today, and, and a lot of expected negative updates coming today. Uh, our guy Tyrod Taylor up in New York was hospitalized, rib injury. Kirk Cousins looks like all all but almost certainly tore his Achilles. Uh, he's got a long road ahead of him. A bad day for NFL quarterbacks in Week Nine, and man, that it that extends to uh, that Commanders Eagles game as well. Jalen Hurts didn't look right. At any point during that game, which makes the loss all the more disappointing. I'll I'll ask Adam that during our crosstalk time later. Which loss he finds more disappointing: the one in Philly or the one yesterday? For me, it was the one yesterday for sure. You get you get gifted the Eagles coughing the ball up twice inside the three yard line, once on the goal line, once on the three yard line. You get the turnover. You take it away. And you can't capitalize on that. You still allow 38 points. The defense still melts down in key situations. The last one was a 50-50. As, it, once you got the, the Jahan Dotson play to force overtime, it was a 50-50. You could have gone for two. That was a 50-50. You take it to overtime. That's a 50-50. You can't be mad that they lost. I think you could be mad they lost yesterday. I think you could be mad at the way they lost. And we'll go into this. I don't think I don't think there's any benefit to firing Ron Rivera right now because Jack Del Rio is your next guy up, and he's running a defense that's, that's equally responsible for this. I'm not sure you want to give it to Eric Bieniemy. He's got his hands full with Sam Howell right now. He had a nice game plan early, a lot of things to build on, but he's he's still a he was a star running back, Eric Bieniemy. He was a star running back. He was a running backs coach in the National Football League. I'm going to try to arrange some introductions for him, let him know there are running backs on the Washington Commanders football team. That is a thing he is unaware of. Brian Robinson plays for you. He's the guy in the jersey right there standing next to you, waiting for you to hand him the ball. Chris Rodriguez, promising young rookie. He would like some carries. Antonio Gibson, he will probably fumble his carries, but he would appreciate having them. What is going on that they have forgotten that you can run the ball, especially when you have the lead in the second half? And I think that was one of Eric Biennemi's better games. I thought he set Sam Howell up for success. I thought he did some nice things with Curtis Samuel. But dang, if they don't just absolutely refuse to run the ball in pretty much all situations. So that's that's the table on the Commanders. At 10.30, we'll take you inside the Commanders locker room. Really excited for this segment. Had a chance to talk to a lot of players after yesterday's game. Get their thoughts. Not not a lot of happiness there, uh, but a little bit of insight into what happened. We'll also talk about those replay fiascos both ways. The one Rivera didn't challenge, and then the, the one the refs did allow him to challenge late in the game when the referee's mic wasn't working. That I, I don't think they should have allowed him to challenge. But when you score 31 after a dud of an offensive showing, and when you allow 38 to a team with a banged-up quarterback, you get what you deserve. And, and what they deserved was a loss, and it's a misery Monday on the fan. And we'll, uh, With that, we'll open the phone lines 833-804-0910. If you've got thoughts on yesterday's commander's game, if you're ready to usher somebody out of town, we will take those phone calls. It's a misery Monday, but hey, look. I am I am positive. I'm not Jonathan Allen positive this morning, but I'm a positive guy. We'll Rebranded to hey, we stopped the tush push Monday. They did it. They did it. They stopped the tush push. And sure, Jalen Hurts just fumbled the snap. But I, I think it was that intimidating D line that made it happen. I think it I think I think it was it was Jonathan Allen staring them down. Made him drop the ball, made him not secure the ball. Stopped the tush push. Nobody else in football can do that. If there's a team the Eagles don't want to see in the NFC title game, it's these guys. They can stop the tush push. Yes. It's other than that, though, other than other than stopping the tush push, just not a whole lot to speak of defensively, and not a whole lot to be excited about defensively. And I, I touched on Ron Rivera, what I thought was Ron Rivera's worst worst decisions of the game yesterday the decision to not call for the replay on fourth and four when you could have gotten the ball back. But let's go to Jack Del Rio's worst decision of the day yesterday. Emmanuel Forbes is a rookie cornerback who, by all accounts, got got fried when he was burned by A.J. Brown in Philadelphia during the last meeting of these two teams. By all accounts, that's when this mental spiral started for Emmanuel Forbes. He was then benched during the Chicago game, sat for a game, played a couple snaps last week in in New York, and then that takes us to yesterday's game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, if I were a coach in the NFL, I'd think, well, all right, A.J. Brown plays for the other team. He's the guy who broke our cornerback four weeks ago. Maybe we should lay low here. Maybe we should have him defend other receivers, or play other parts of the field, or, you know, hang out a week, we'll catch you next week in New England, you can probably get an interception off of Mac Jones. Instead, they run him out there multiple times to defend A.J. Brown. What in the world are they thinking? And and you could just see Jalen Hurts' thought process at the line. He, like, almost does the double take. All right, I've got there you go, St. Juice over there, Fuller, got, got Cam Curl. I, wait a second! That's the guy we scored all the touchdowns on last time. And he's right back where he was last time. What are we thinking? Ooh, that was a head-scratcher. What In what world is it a good idea to have your rookie cornerback who has had his confidence shredded by A.J. Brown. A very good receiver, by the way. None of this is to diminish A.J. Brown in any way. He might be the best receiver in football. This is to diminish Jack Del Rio, defensive coordinator, who decided a good idea would be to throw Emmanuel Forbes right back in against A.J. Brown after sitting him essentially for three straight weeks for getting burned by A.J. Brown. Now... I guess maybe there's some world where in the back of his head, he's like, this will be a redemptive storyline. This will be like that time I called Jamin Davis out and he came back. He was hot fire. Here we go. Jack Del Rio magic. Let's get cooking. Broncos country, let's ride. No. No, that's not how any of this works. A.J. Brown's one of the best receivers in football. That's your rookie cornerback, and you probably should have sat him for one more game and then let him get right in New England off of the New England Patriots, and Mac Brown, who is not very good at football. All that said, and we'll dive into this over the course of the show. I got two hours with you. I'm going to use them all. I think this team can make the playoffs. Call me crazy. I think this is still a playoff team, potentially. There's seven spots in the NFC. Who's in? All right, let's do who's in. The Eagles are in the playoffs And I think it's okay at this point to say the Cowboys are in the playoffs. They're both in. So that's two from the NFC East. There's two from the NFC West. I think the Seahawks are in at this point. They're playing good football. Uh, I think the Niners will get right and they'll be in, notwithstanding whatever Brock Purdy's going through right now. That's too good of a football team to not bounce back from this three-game losing skit. You got your winner in the NFC North. That'll be the Lions. And you got whoever wins the NFC South one of them will win those are the rules the falcons the saints or the buccaneers they're essentially in a three-way tie the bucks uh, bucks are, have played one fewer game than the falcons and saints who are both 500 one of those teams will get to make the playoffs that's six that's six spots in the playoffs they allow seven teams in so who's your competition for that spot the rams Three and five right now. Just got it handed to him by the Cowboys. Rebuilding here. The Vikings? Four and four. Kirk Cousins out. Justin Jefferson out. The, the Bucks. I, I guess. Baker Mayfield? The Giants? I, I don't... No. No. Not the Giants. There's a path to that seven seed. And does anybody want to... I mean, it would be a remarkably unsatisfying playoff game just watching them get it, get their butts handed to them in Detroit. But I, I think we're still rolling down that path, and I think until the players concede on the season, you're just rolling. It's it's sunk cost at this point. Ron Rivera is not good enough to get you where you want to go. Jack Del Rio is not good enough to get you where you want to go. But there's no benefit in replacing midseason. There's no, no logical choice. The has got to keep working with the offense. It's not where it needs to be. You can't throw more things on his plate. Much more of that as we go on. When we come back, I had the privilege of joining 910 The Fan's postgame show, The Gut Check, yesterday. We'll play back a clip from that. We'll keep rolling on a misery Monday slash a we stop the tush push Monday. Depends if your glass is half empty or half full this morning. Either way, we're glad you're sharing it with us. This is MP on the mic. We're off and running. You're listening to 910 The Fan, now at 1051 FM.